Welcome to 20th Century Geek. My name is Scott Weatherly. Welcome back to 20th Century Geek. Okay, this week we're going to continue our Christmas movie conversation. Uh, last episode, myself, my wife Alex, and our friends Eleanor and Lou joined us to talk about their favourite Christmas movies, um, both of the past and more recent times. It may become evident we were also uh, taking of festive beverages during that period, and it also continues in this show. We continue in that conversation. And I'm going to pass over to the four of us again momentarily. But please remember the audio is a little scratchy towards the end. And uh, we do continue to drink. So please enjoy the merriment. And I'll see you at the end. A merry little Christmas. Let your heart be light. From now. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Make the Yule. Let's talk about Absent Fathers because Absent Fathers was, was. This is a standing podcast. I have to say. So apologies because it's not a versus podcast. There was going to be one. It was only about Absent Fathers. Because Absent Fathers at Christmas seems to be a bit of a a trope. Uh, And the two it was going to be against, and I'm interested to see what your thoughts are, are Jingle All The Way, the Arnold Schwarzenegger classic, which I do really enjoy, uh, and the Santa Claus. (laughs) I love the Santa Claus. I do like the Santa Claus as well. This was the hardest. Jingle All The Way Way is is amazing. It's such a good film. But again, it's it's a film that really celebrates capitalism and commercialism. (laughs) Because all it is is Arnie was put in, in fact, I can really relate. Arnie was put in charge of buying the son's main Christmas present, which is a Turbo Man doll, which is like the it present for the year. Think Action Man. Yeah. Year, yeah. Already, yeah, they're sort of big yeah, toys. Something, something like but that. he he forgets. And so the day before Christmas Eve, or maybe even on Christmas Eve, he has to go out and get this Turbo Man doll. And there's none left because it's the toy to have. And then he finds out that like, there's a competition to win one. And, this, and throughout the film, he's competing with this other dad. He's um, in the same spot. Really. He's in the same sort of situation. <laughs> And it just goes from there. And it's just ridiculous situation after ridiculous situation to get hold of this toy. Mm. When really, he could have just turned around and gone, do you know what? I've completely forgotten. We'll get him something else. And in the New Year's sales, we'll get him a turbo muscle. <laughs> Probably would have saved a lot of problems. <laughs> but it's because he's an absent father. He's the typical American father. Works all the hours of the day. Is that a children's film? It is a children's film. But because why is that a children's film? Because it's not talking about Santa. It, there's nothing about Santa there's in it. At one point, they but do... But surely at one point, start... No, no, it ends. It's at one point they go into a warehouse. It, no, it's not. This is not magical in any way. At one point they go into the back room of a shop, and all, for some reason, all the staff in the warehouse are dressed as Santa, <laughs> which is bizarre. And it, both, it has both a short person and a giant in the form of the Big Show, WWE wrestler, which the, the which Arnie wrestles with or fights with. It's weird, but it ends in the in the best way because there's a parade. Like this town just happens to have a, like a parade, and one of the tr- one of the um, uh, floats. floats is a Turbo Man 
float. And so Arnie ends up dressing <laughs> as Turbo Man. <laughs> and so his son's like, I don't want a Turbo Man. My dad is Turbo Man. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't think he gets to keep the costume. <laughs> but he's like, although this is just a float for a Christmas parade, he has a working jetpack. And all. it's amazing. This film's awesome. So I'll be watching that as well. Santa Claus. But the Santa Claus, sorry. Do you, what do you think of Santa Claus? Do you know Santa Claus? Yes, I really like Santa Claus. Santa Claus is awesome. I like, I like how he's made this promise and he's, then he starts turning into Santa, Santa. Claus. Mm. I just like the bit where the children all get in the presents and they all fall to shit, basically, and... and on Christmas Day, they're like trying to ride their little bikes and everything, yeah. and they all just fall apart. You're thinking about Santa Claus the movie, aren't you? Oh, You're sorry. thinking about the Dudley yeah. Moore one. Sorry, we'll get to that in a we'll second. We'll get to that in a second. second. We'll jump to that second. Sorry, this but is the Tim. This is the Tim, Tim Allen. What's that from? Tim Allen. More power. Home improvement. More power. Um, we need more impressions. No, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> the reason we like, I like that one is because, again, it's the ideal Christmas, but particularly in the North Pole, that's how I see it working. I think Santa's there all year round, though, actually, so that's a bit confusing. Well, he is in the sequels. In the sequels, he lives there, doesn't okay. he? And it's a wonderful... Cause I, I really do. the sequels again. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. I think Which they're the usual of the like, North. I really like... Just the whole like concept of it, even like the mother and the stepfather, the irritating stepfather, and the irritating. Judge Reinhold, also in Gremlins. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Is he the same um, guy from Beverly Hills Cop? But I love the fact yeah. that Tim Allen is a toy maker in his real yes. commercial. I yeah. like that, and, and my, one of my favourite scenes is where he's putting on all the weight, <laughs> and he goes to the meeting, and he orders off the whole menu. And he just sits it's there. the way they do it. And he has no yeah. clothes to wear. He has to really dress up. Well, it is good. They're all ordering. I love it. They all yeah. One of them was like, oh, I'll have the Caesar salad with a slight side of dressing. And the other one's like, oh, I'm trying to be good. So I'll have that. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm trying to be good too. So I'll have the, I'll have the Caesar yeah. salad. And, uh, oh, the fudge, the fudge sundae looks good. And uh, and uh, and a cookie and a big glass of water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then when they finish it and it goes around the table and they're all sat there waiting and they've all had their little salads. And he's sat there with like four bowls and he's scraping away at the toffee sauce at the bottom. Yeah, That's that me at TGI Friday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is cute. No, it's the beard when he's looking yes. in the mirror and he's like and he's constantly trying to shake getting, it off. The, yeah. getting the beard back. Yeah. And when all the kids in the park come and queue up and sit on his little and what he wants for Christmas. <laughs> he knows all their names. I just think it's really good. <laughs> he just walks down the street and in his head he's like, oh, that's such and such. He's on the naughty list, nice list. You know, it's just really good. Yeah. On yeah. Tim Allen, would you say Toy Story has got any Christmas sort of... Uh, uh, again, it's one of those films that I think because there is a Christmas moment in it. There is. It ends with Christmas, isn't it? Yeah. Your, uh, yeah. It's his birth. It's from his birthday. birthday. Christmas. Yeah. Um, I think anything with toys. It's, 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 a, it's a Christmas tradition film. Yeah. It's always on at Christmas. Like you can guarantee that a to- one of the Toy Story films will be on uh, one of the channels on uh, uh, at Christmas because toys, toys come into life Christmas. is always going to be a thing. Yeah. Uh, I also think Tim Allen at one point was just on a high like he was doing a load of films and I think the Santa Claus is probably one of the best films he did he did like Jungle to Jungle and a few others that were good but this is one of his best yeah. and I, but I, I agree that whoever wrote it they really sat down and really thought out like mm. the fundamentals of how the North Pole works yes and, and that's why I like it I think and that's why I quite liked it whereas I find the Santa Claus movie 
I can't. I haven't seen it in so long. Well, can, before we go into the Santa Claus of the movie, there is one thing that I want to point out in the Santa Claus that I, me and you. I don't think we discussed this last year when we watched it, and it didn't. It didn't register with me until last year, and I think I asked you about it. So there's all this stuff that I think really works, but it covers a year. So there's there's what it starts at Christmas, in which you know he accidentally pushes Santa off the roof, and yes. then he he puts on the costume and he does some of the deliveries, doesn't he? So he becomes the Santa Claus. So he has twelve months to wrap up his, um, you know, business and that sort of, because he's now going to become Santa Claus. And then everyone thinks he's crazy because all of a sudden, like you know, his son's like, "No, my dad is Santa. What's your what's your problem? What's your beef, man?" And he's obviously growing the beard and getting fat, and they all think he's mental. Um, but then it comes to Thanksgiving, the 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 next year, so like 10, 11 months later, mm-hmm. and he goes to the sun and he's like, "All right, you want to come to the North Pole? You can come to the North Pole." And so he kidnaps his own child. Oh yeah, and it goes is, downhill. Then. And that's yeah. It's that this, the, the, the finale, the third act of the yeah. film goes out the window. And I'm not going to because I still love the film. I really do. I think it's one of my favourite Christmas films. But he kidnaps it, and it wasn't until last year that I think I asked you, I said, "When is Thanksgiving?" And you were like, "Oh, it's sort of like the last weekend in November." It's the last weekend in November. Like, so he's kidnapped his son for four weeks. <laughs> <laughs> His parents, his mum and stepdad, are like, like, literally the police are searching for this kid for four weeks. <laughs> and at no point does he say, you may want to ring your mum and just say, you're safe. You're all right. Because, yeah, because the next thing we know, he turns up on Christmas Eve to help deliver the presents. And he sort of, everything turns out fine and all sort of stuff. Because they realise he is Santa, because he meets, he sees the sleigh and all sort of stuff. But... Still, I'd be like, I don't give a shit if you're Santa. You literally kidnapped our child from my home for four weeks. That's not good. You're on the naughty list. Um, but yeah, apart from that, I think the yeah. fun, I think that is one of my foundation yes. Christmas films. But the Santa Santa Claus the movie. Yeah. Why don't you like it? Well, I just I haven't seen it in ages. I haven't. I can't watch it. Oh, I didn't know you did. I hate it. You hate it. Why do you hate it? But I found that it's really. Oh, I can't even remember. I just remember watching it and just feeling horrible. (laughs) (laughs) I can't remember why. Again, I don't think it it doesn't fit within your vision of. No, I don't think it does. Of of Christmas. Yeah. Do you like it then? I like it. Tell me why you like it. Let's have a Maybe it's because I've watched it every Christmas. Dudley Moore's in it, so there's. Dudley Moore's in it. Yeah, and John he's, and John Lithgow. No, yeah. I love John, John Lithgow. Oh, John, John's what? Oh, he's yeah. makes the film. Yeah. yeah, John Lithgow. The moment when he tells when they tell him he's, they're going to give this thing away for free. For he's free. Like, <laughs> for free. <laughs> Amazing. I love John Lithgow. <laughs> yeah. So they must be quite young in it, John Lithgow. Oh yeah, that film's like early eighties. Yeah. 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 So, uh, but what is like, What is it in it that you feel? Oh, what is it? Know, there's there's to... some kind of authenticity. Um, this, this, I think the actual Santa in it isn't really the main character. Yeah. No. Which I think it's I like. Not, I like about it. it although it's the same. Like it? Yeah. Although it's Santa Claus the movie. Yeah. He's almost quite an understated Santa Claus in the same way. The first Dumbledore wasn't too, you know, yeah, in your face kind of thing. Again, he was I'm, more. I'm just I'm just looking at an IMDb and I am realizing that it's 1985. Mm-hmm. I've been um, born at this point, by the way, listeners. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone else around the right. table. I was twenty-three. <laughs> I wasn't eighty-five. I was probably I'd, yeah. I'd be wow. I'd be I'd been four. 
Um, but yeah, Jonathan, do me more. But I'm looking at the guy who plays Santa, and I, do you know what? Weirdly, I haven't looked at this. I haven't watched this film in years. But the guy who plays the Santa Claus, that is how I see Santa. Yeah. Yes. Like he is my that that yeah. cover. The cover of this film see, I is how I depict no, Santa. I don't. You see, I see that's a really old-fashioned looking Santa. And I think Santa's a bit more modern Who's now. Santa to you then? Tim Allen, I think, and the way he maybe. looks, maybe. But he looks very similar. But I suppose in that it's more um, streamlined, isn't it? Like the suit. I, so. yeah. I also like the British yeah, element of the it. There's so many American uh, Christmas based films. Wow, Burgess Meredith's in it. Is that British? Is it that film? No, no, it's American. It is American, but there's some British. There's a lot of British actors. There's a lot of British actors in the movie. All all of the elves are British. Yes. I'm just looking at it now and seeing that all the elves are British. Okay. All the speak. Should say all the speaking elves are British. Yeah. Yeah. And then you got the whole, you know, kind of. Again, is it the idealistic factor? The whole sort of feeding people who are. You know, less fortunate. Does it have orphans in it as well? Yeah, yeah. well, it's got the little boy. I can't remember what the yeah. names are. And that's the, right. the niece of um, John Lithgow. John, Lithgow. His yeah. character, and um, yet yeah, they're they're forming a friendship. You know, niece of really wealthy. Yeah. You know, man. And and then there's the whole toys being made mm. scene yeah. that you don't again see in many Christmas yeah. films yeah, yeah. At, I like that at Santa's workshop and also the simplicity of the toys they're making yeah. they're all like wooden yeah. toys it's got which wouldn't fly of... today let's be honest if you got if, if Ellie was even a wooden toy no yeah, alright we're well, the, moving on to Charlie not the toy itself but <laughs> no. maybe if she saw all of these no. elves making yeah, yeah. it and maybe the whole would, process maybe we will I think maybe it's that's the magic you would go with worth testing I wish that's the kind of old view and then Arthur Christmas which I'm not breaking on I either. love Arthur oh, Christmas okay. Ellie's okay. not keen on it either she's trying I'm to watch I'm not sure about it but Arthur I Christmas is very Arthur modern Christmas. in yes. that they turn Santa into this well, everything's made by computers or digitised. Yeah. But the also, um, but the thing with Arthur Christmas, so this is the thing, because this is something that you've mentioned. And, uh, d- and d- the should, elves go down. I'm yeah. like, oh, Santa should be going down. I, I should be highlighted. I should have highlighted before we even started this, really. If you listen to this on speakers, like, you know, you've got kids, they shouldn't be listening to the fact that we're clearly going to start spoiling <laughs> Christmas. Sorry. Um, in Arthur Christmas, they take the concept and modernise the concept of Santa as well, though. Yeah. So in all the old films, he has, like, the big, thing of sleigh you know big uh, uh, bag of sack of toys in the sleigh and then he's the thing that he's the character that puts all the tr- toys under the tree but Arthur Christmas is very much like no Santa brings you a toy and then, but there are others under yeah. your tree yeah. and that's a very modern concept that's sort of been taken on is and then Santa yeah. brings you this but you do get things from your aunt and your uncle and your mm. you know your friends and your mum and your dad and something and then Santa brings you something and, and do you know what I'm at the point of saying to our daughter when mm. she says that you're going to get toys from Santa I'm about to say Santa will come and take all your toys from under the tree well you don't get anything I'll, do you know what, I'll, counter, I'll counter this <laughs> and with something that does okay. that so yeah so I think Arthur I love Arthur Christmas Arthur Christmas is um it is cr- steadily creeping up year after year. We and I think this again might be a situ- situational thing, rather than the quality of the film. No, I love the film. I do really enjoy it, and I think all the voice actors in it. I guess got Hugh Laurie, mm. um, uh, the guy who's now Charles Xavier in the X Men films. I don't know his name. Um, and uh, yes, it's got a great cast. But I love the concept of the film as well. Um, but we also saw yeah. on my birthday in the Kinema in the Woods, 
Is that the film we went to? Yeah. Oh, okay. So we went in this little, little itty bitty independent cinema in the middle it's of the woods. It was for my 30th. It was for my 30th. So we saw it a couple of years ago and it was wonderful. And oh. I, so I still, when I watch it, I think of that as well. So I, I suppose I have a nostalgic emotion. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you probably first saw it when we watched it in the cinema. Well, I don't remember what we were so seeing. Yeah, but I have a nostalgic association with that as well. I yeah. love, I do really enjoy it after Christmas. Um, one more Santa film and then I'm going to counter all the Santas with something else well, I've got a film I want to bring up as well me too okay well okay, we'll, go, we'll go again one more Santa film then alright and this is less of a fictional Santa or less, less of a magical Santa more of a uh, I'll say a legal Santa Miracle on 34th Street Aww. so I say the remake because I've never seen the original original or remake, remake. Richard, uh, yeah, Richard Attenborough yeah. Santa now for years I quite enjoyed this film but as I've got older, I've sort of I don't dislike it, but I'm less inclined to watch it. Yeah. I think that's it because again, I think it's but good. I think when you and I first got together, you really liked it. I did. I used to really like it. We watched it together, getting really excited, and then after that, you never liked it. But I think it's because of what I said. But I can't remember what I said. What did you say? I can't. It wasn't the. She thought it was like fuck you, Richard Amber. <laughs> <laughs> You and your toys. I was like, Jesus Christ! No, no, do this again. She got really. I don't know what. Yeah, don't know no, why she no, hates him. No, there wasn't. It. I think the thing is, I it's didn't. one of those. It's it's. I can't remember why I didn't like it. It's a. It's parts of it are good. I think again, it, it carries a good message of. Yeah. I don't. It's, it comes down to him. I don't care mm. whether he actually is Santa or not. Yeah. The fact is. Do I believe? And I think that's a really good. Like, it comes down to you said about it's the same messages with Elf, that you know it's about your belief in it and about getting you know getting, incorporating it into the season, that's important. Not knowing that this you know bloke is Santa. Um, yeah, but again, I think I just watched it a lot for for many many years, and I think I've just sort of like gone, okay, I don't need to see that again. Okay. I can't remember. I need to rewatch it to remember what it is I don't like about it. It's shockingly yeah. obvious, Okay. Yeah. It, it's worth seeing. It's one of those I that rec- I, I, would I think I've seen seeing. it on the TV guide so yeah, many times yeah. I almost feel like I have seen it. Yeah. What else is there? There's a part of me that if I remember rightly and I might be completely wrong is I think there's an element of falsity around it. Um, to do with the mum and the daughter and I just feel that don't they end up with a big house at the end of yeah, the day? Yeah. It just feels really fake and I just think it's not real. Um, I don't know. That's I do know what you mean. Yeah. I, I don't know any more than that. Yeah. And that's what I remember. I think I just, any, any opinion on it? Yeah. No? Okay. I, just, I think <laughs> right. for me, I just like Matilda so much. Yes. The point that she's very good. She, yeah. I don't want to watch anything else with her in it other than Matilda. And I that think that's, that's really good in it. She's yeah. an excellent child actress. Yes. And I'll give her that. She's she's yeah. incredibly cute and incredibly uh, and incredibly good in it. Engaging, yeah. yeah. For child. So, moving away from Santa then. We've, we've just said, you know, we've I'll counter Santa. There is actually a creature... A mythical creature that everything has its yin, everything has its yang. So Santa has an opposite. Have you ever heard of Krampus? Ah. The Krampus. So let me quickly tell you the legend of Krampus. Just, just This is very, very quick. And I, look, I was going to say, my wife is looking at me with side eyes, just, just saying, don't bore me, I'll fall asleep. <laughs> Krampus is the opposite of Santa. So Santa brings good boys and girls presents. It was later introduced that he brought bad girl, girls and boys a lump of coal. That was a Victorian myth, or a Victorian edition. Before that, bad boys and girls 
weren't brought anything. Bad boys in those were taken away and beaten with sticks by the Krampus. So the Krampus is literally like the devil to God, you know, Christmas's. <laughs> Santa who Claus made is, that up? It, I don't know. It's been around for years. It's a, it's an old Germ- it's a Germanic myth. It's it's one of those sort of things that comes out of the uh, the dark fairy tales of Europe. I think it is like yeah. Germanic and that sort of that era area. But um, yeah, the Krampus myth is that is a creature with cloven hooves um, and horns that on Christmas Eve will come and he will put children in his sack and take them away and keep them in a cage and beat them with a stick for being bad. That just seems so, ridiculous. Yeah, because a, a, a fat bloke know, <laughs> coming yeah. down your chimney with Very a present to in is, that. Is, is clearly p- totally acceptable. A, a fat I'm not bloke weird in any way. Chrissy, a but fat what? bloke breaking into your house. <laughs> Standing at the bottom Everybody's of your bed. around the world. Yeah, that's a really good point. Not only that, yeah, a fully grown man breaking your child and then entering your child's room to watch them sleep. There you go. Lou has actually brought up a picture of the Krampus on his phone. So that cr- that creature is now. So oh there's actually God. a horror film which That's just I've, the devil. Oh. No, the cra- it looks like it's What a, it's determines a, whether a child is naughty or not? What's the criteria? Can I ask you? I don't know. It's, it was. I think it would change over time. To be honest. Okay. Why is but, the Krampus so like tonguey as well? Why is yeah. it sort of really? You've seen German pornography. They're all about, <laughs> the, they're all about their tongue. It's <laughs> really, um, really tonguey. He um, really, really looks like he's enjoying. Beating, that beating child. the child up. Yeah. With his, he yeah, I think he's, so is there a, film he's a Tory MP. <laughs> there is a Tory MP. There's a film called Krampus, which is actually really good. Yeah, um, I really enjoy it. It's, it, it. it's not quite going to get my top five and that, but it's a really good, it's a good film. In fact, I think it's, no, I don't think you would like it actually, but it's about a film. It's not my ideal Christmas. No, it's not. Well, it start, again, it starts with, it starts with almost like the setup of uh, typical Christmas, there you go, that's it. Uh, the typical Christmas Thing. It's like there's a family, they're trying to have a quiet family Christmas, and then all these other relatives turn up and all this other stuff. And then it turns out they've all been bad and they're a horrible bunch of people. And the relatives, are, the the relatives are all horrible, and so the Krampus starts to visit them. Yeah. And it turns the toys against them. Yeah, I might like it. Yeah, I mean, where, where can you hire the Krampus? I mean, is, is, he, is he available to hire? Is he really available for parties? Yeah. <laughs> Off his parties! <laughs> So, so my knee and tell your relatives you want slaughtered. <laughs> yeah, so I think I think that's all so colleagues, you know, if you've got oh. colleagues out there, if you want your colleagues so, yeah, beaten. That's but be warned, so it's not just Santa that's skipping from roof to roof, it is also the Krampus that will come and take you away. Um I think we should use it. I think the Krampus is coming the Krampus is coming back as a bit of a tradition. So it it, it when I'd never heard of it. It, it, it was completely gone from myth and legend and all this other stuff for many, many, many years. And then it seemed to make a bit of a re-emergence about five or six years ago in small things. And I heard of it in a... It was mentioned in a comic I saw, and then it was mentioned in something else. And then there was a film that came out called The Krampus. And then he's turned up. There's a film called The Christmas Horror Story, and he appears in that. And then there's been some other rip-offs of that. But the legend of The Krampus is coming back as a tradition... As an alternative to, you know, well, Santa won't bring you a present. I think it's coming back as a threat yeah, to parents to now say, well, if you're naughty, the Krampus is going to come and take you away. But that just seems really exciting. It's, it's, it's horrendous. Cra- right with Ellie. <laughs> <laughs> Question is, is Santa Claus a superhero? Because if Santa Claus does do 
what we're led to believe, which is going around the world, delivering all these presents. That's fairly heroic. Faster than the speeding bullet. Faster mm-hmm. than speeding bullet. Than the speeding bullet. Yeah. Uh, it's fairly heroic. And I'm thinking, could there now be a, a Santa v. Krampus movie? There will be. And Santa, um, yeah. Santa with claws. Imagine Wolverine Santa up against <laughs> Beast Krampus. Yeah. I think, you know, the showdown. Where I want to see it, though. It's kind of like a turf war. He's I trying to beat to the children. He's trying to deliver the I presents. Hollywood, I don't know if you're listening, in general, you're probably busy molesting some female actress, but <laughs> if you're listening, this is an idea we're throwing out. I'm happy to throw this out now. I want to see an action film set in the North Pole where we have like uh, someone like... Uh, do you know what? I'm going to have Stone Cold Steve Austin. No, The Rock. I want to see The Rock. Dwayne Johnson playing Santa Claus... <laughs> Uh, versus uh, someone playing Krampus, and it ends in a big beatdown at the end, yes. where they have to wrestle in a uh, in a an ice arena. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Yeah. Okay, Let's we're go. going into fantasy world now, but I just yeah. wanted to address the Krampus. <laughs> Any other Christmas films that you want to discuss, or do you think we should raise? Now, Alex, you mentioned there were a couple that we haven't mentioned. It's a Wonderful Life. Well, but, oh, that's the king of them all, isn't it? So let's because okay. there's a debate around that. So, yeah. but there was about whether it's Christmas. Whether it's a Christmas film or not. Well, I would agree with that. Uh, yes, I agree. I so, we shall get to that in a moment. Okay, Because okay. there's so others that you, that, that okay. Eleanor was going to mention, and you mentioned as well, so. Okay, um, All I Want for Christmas, which is really, it's quite so a small movie. So, it's Channel 5, I've heard of it. It's not, I saw it at the cinema when I was younger, when I was <laughs> a child. It's got <laughs> Thora Birch in it as a child. It goes right to DVD. She's always very good as an actress. Thora Birch as a child was very good, yes. I like Thora Birch. Um, it's about a boy, a brother and a sister who want their mum and dad to get back together. But for me, it's about the idealism of Christmas. They live in this big New York t- townhouse. Um, she'd been to the ballet. They went to the mm. ballet. Big Christmas tree. And it just feels really nice. And um, I just like the feel of it, really. Mm. And I try and watch that every year if I can. That's another one, I think. I'm seeing, we're seeing themes. I think when you look around at people's favourite Christmas films, you start yeah. to see themes as to why people mm. like those sort of things. Um it's yours is the idyllic sort of idea of what Christmas is. Yes. The weird film in that, the weird thing in that film, yeah. Leslie Nielsen plays Santa. <laughs> and so he is naked gun, airplane, oh, comedian. Okay. So I'm expecting him to crack jokes. So when he comes, so I've watched that film, and when he comes into it, I'm like, ah, you know, and he doesn't make a joke, and I'm like, oh, oh, yeah. okay, he's just Santa. Yeah. But that's actually quite a sweet film as well. It is a sweet film. And it's one that Ellie will be able to watch very mm. soon, I think. The other thing, actually, just the final one that I haven't mentioned is Four Christmases. We've mentioned yeah. it, but we haven't done anything. Four Christmases, I really like, which is it's actually quite different to the other ones in that it's not um, a typically traditional Christmas film in the sense that it's the build-up to Christmas and it's the excitement of what Christmas is. But what I relate to is the couple, so the Reese Witherspoon and Vince Vaughn, mm. and that's why you both should really watch it. It's really, really good. I think you two will like it. I think you'll really like it. And... It's the fact that they are, I don't think they're married, they're, even, no. they're not married, but they live the life as they, that they want to live, yeah. um, and they pretend to their families that they're going to feed starving children. Or, or build sort of like um, homes, in homes for, for, for poor people in like Fiji or something. And what they do is they spend every Christmas day, at Christmas, it's their, their holiday, they go off and they have a holiday. Yeah. That's what they want to do, it's their holiday. Yeah. That's their Christmas present. That's, their, yeah. that's what they want to do. Perfect. Yeah. Yes, and then this one year they can't go because of the fog and the, they get on TV and the parents see them. They have to go and have four Christmases on Christmas Day with their both they have to parents visit the, divorce. Yeah. 
And I it sounds just, a bit like the Vicar of Dibley where... Uh, <laughs> yeah. And they go to each parent and you see the problems that they have. And I think I can relate to some of the stuff that they go through. And I just think that I think it's... Um, I love what they have, but actually watching the Christmas Day unfold, sometimes towards the end I feel a bit like, oh my God. You know, it, it's a really mm. good film and I really like watching it, but I don't necessarily feel really good at the end of it, if that oh, makes yeah. sense. But okay. I really like it. It's a really good it's film. A, it's an interesting film because I also think that the couple, like I said, Reese Witherspoon mm. and Vince Vaughn are very good. The chemistry in them is very yeah. good. So following them throughout it is actually yeah. incredibly entertaining. It's got Sissy Space uh, in, it's got uh, John Favreau in, it's got some, it's got a great cast. Um, and it is and a, it, the, one of the girls in it looks just like Ellie, I think. Yeah, the little girl it looks just like our daughter. Um, yeah. And but when you go through the different families and stuff, it is it's that horrendousness, but it's that thing I think you can all appreciate of everybody has a legacy and baggage and hang-ups with their family, whether it be their parents or their siblings yeah. or whatever, yeah. and it's them being forced to address that. Yeah. And how it affects their relationship. Because yeah. they've almost gone, I'm out, I'm not dealing with this, like this is just us. Yeah. And all of a sudden they're being forced to deal with it. Mm-hmm. And it almost, uh, uh, spoilers, it almost splits them up because they both almost take something different from this experience uh, of yeah. like, you know, family sucks big time. And, you know, that's, that's what they think, because like, they've been forces in it, just horrendous and awkward. And when, they, when you find out that the reason. Um, well, I don't know if it's the reason, never really addressed, but you find out that uh, Vince Vaughn's mum and dad separated, and in doing so, his mum is now married, or at least a partner, with his best friend, and it's it's incredibly awkward, and uh-uh. very weird, and it's but it's so well done, it's really yeah. well done, um, and there's, there's bits and pieces like that, and then when he goes, they go to see uh, Reese Witherspoon's mum, she's currently in, and she's just like your Mum, <laughs> I may edit that out. But, she, <laughs> yeah. but at, the, at, at this point, Reese Witherspoon's mum is currently sort of like dating the local priest or local yeah. uh, ev- so evangelical. So she's completely changed who she is. Yeah, to accommodate this evangelical priest. Yeah. So they have to go along to this church, and all of a sudden, like they're pulled in to be the main characters, to be the Mary and Joseph <laughs> in this play, in this nativity. And Vince Vaughn all of a sudden finds his dramatic. <laughs> and there's this amazing performance as Joseph it's, it's exactly what would happen to us to be yeah. honest that you'd be like I don't want to do this and I'd be like I'm on stage <laughs> everybody look at me yeah. um, it is it's a really but like it's a good fun film and actually I actually think the message at the end of it that they come to is we are stronger as a couple yeah. regardless of the baggage that we hold yeah. and, it's, and it's, I think I went through a phase actually I went through a phase a few years ago where I thought the message of that film was that actually, you know, family are there and you, you should be with your family. But then I realised only kind of in the last couple of years, actually, you know, the message of the film is at the end, they end up having a baby and they end up being on TV. They keep it quiet for a year. Quiet. They don't tell anyone they're pregnant, they just do it by themselves. Yeah. And they end up being on TV because they're the first baby of the new year. And um, they're like, no, we don't want to be on TV, our family don't know about it. And they're like, what and um, it makes me realise actually they realise that's not the case the case is that they are strong as a couple and mm. that's how they want to be and I, I can just I don't know I just relate to that we seem to relate ways. to it yeah. okay. Four Christmas is a good film I would, I would recommend it she looks well. like Ellie Gosh, particularly yeah. when she's got her hair like that yeah. she looks like yeah, yeah. yeah. just so you know just so the listeners at home can't yeah. see great radio by the way showing pictures <laughs> <laughs> okay so there are there are two two well there are three films really I suppose but one's a twofer Twofer. Twofer. That would say is the elephant in the room. 
We will address the twofer. Home Alone. Well, we're going to discuss Home Alone in the it's next podcast. It's actually a three for a four, I think. Oh, no, I ignore. Only I, two. No, I, I agree. Much, much like there are only three Indiana Jones yeah. films, <laughs> there are only two Home Alone well, films. I agree. I agree with that. Yeah. There's um, only two Macaulay Home films. Al- yeah, Home Alone 1 and Home Alone 2. Do you consider them Christmas films? Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. I didn't yeah. as a child. You didn't as a child. But I don't think. I, yeah, I used to watch them all the time. Alex was oh, wrong as a child. Yeah. Yeah. The thread is just continual. Yeah. yeah. You know, from yeah. you know getting the the baddies to uh, step on Christmas decorations to watching Christmas movies to the yeah. music. The music. The music is amazing. Yeah. They're going yeah. away at Christmas. Yeah. yeah. You know, it yeah. couldn't be more Christmas. Yes, Talking about neglectful parents, right? <laughs> oh, the McAllisters are the worst parents. <laughs> anything. And we will cover this more when we do our verses. We get the next podcast. We are going to do Home Alone One versus Home Alone Two, uh-huh. which is a better Christmas film. Yeah. And we won't go into debate that now. But they they are Christmas films, and I you love them both. Them. <laughs> yeah, and I, I do love them both. Yeah. Uh, but you're right. The music in both of them, the John Williams score. In both of them, is, is classic, yeah. like iconic almost. Right? Could have been to the it. point where any of the songs that are played yeah. outside of the film, it takes you immediately back to yeah. that film. And yeah. It feels Christmassy, rocking around the Christmas yeah. tree. The even the music when he's getting the house ready. The, well, that's what I mean. Like, the, 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 yeah, yeah, the, the, the John Williams yeah. score yeah, is almost a soundtrack to Christmas. Like yeah. you could play it at a Christmas party. Yeah. yeah. Maybe not the bits where he's beating up the the the. the <laughs> Uh, the, the two burglars, <laughs> but still, like that, that sound, that musical score is amazing. I think, yeah. yeah. Um, but they're not. But, an, are they? Well, yeah, they are neglectful parents. But he does pretty well. He does. His, his age. I, I would love to see. Well, I think he gets. Yeah. He gets. On, on the plane, the job. parents are, in terms of priority order, listing the. Did First they put the cars off. away? Did they turn the coffee machine off? Yeah. Uh, and then it's like, Kevin! oh, Kevin! Well, yeah, it's about fourth on the list. Yeah. <laughs> and they're what, seven or eight year old Yeah, boys and they're drinking, third. you know, equivalent of Prosecco of the day. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, shit, we left Kevin at home. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll make a phone call. Yeah. We'll send the police there to check on him. Yeah. yeah. I think, I mean, I think it's one of those that sort of, I, I have always, when I was a kid, I remember watching it, and it's one of those films that you do, as you grow older, you you watch it and you understand and you appreciate different parts. And we'll get into this probably when we're older. Uh, sorry, when we're older. When we're on the next podcast. <laughs> but you will be older. No, I will be older. <laughs> and the wiser. Um, is the fact that when you're a kid, you focus in on the, the you know the Kevin McAllister plot. Yes. You know the story yeah. of him being at home and surviving yeah. and Alone. doing. Yeah. And that when you're yeah, the, the home alone part. So when you when you're a kid, you focus in on that. It's like this is cool. Yeah. Looking after yourself and watching films and eating ice cream and running around the house yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And then when you get older and you watch it as a parent and you sort of do watch it and go, yeah, that'd be awful. <laughs> yeah. These parents need to, there. someone needs to step in here because this family's despite, got some real issues. Despite that, even though they're neglectful parents, did anybody as children actually look up and think his parents were really cool? No. 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 I never did. Okay, I did. <laughs> right, there's a scene and I, I will read you were, you were begging for an attic sort of bedroom. <laughs> yeah. and, you know. They are raising a sociopath. Because yeah. the point they they keep putting him down and then they section him off against everybody else and yeah. blame him for everything, despite the fact that banish him to a whole different yeah. floor of the building. That, like, despite the fact that Buzz sets him up, yeah. Buzz, Buzz is the sociopath in that, <laughs> yeah. Sort of yeah. that family yeah. um, when he starts playing the drums on the back of his head and stuff. <laughs> um, the light, the and the light behind is it. But the fact is, there's a, there's a moment in that film uh, when I realised that the parents have got no attachment. 
to Kevin McAllister, to Ke- poor Kevin, right? Yes, they panic, and at first you think, oh my God, they're, re- you know, they're really worried about their child. And then as I've grown older, I've realised that they're not. They're just worried about being perceived as being bad parents. <laughs> because once they get home and they get in, they give them a hug, right? And the mum's like, oh my God, they leave! <laughs> Seriously, at one point, the dad comes in, ruffles his hair and is like, yeah. Hey, Where's uh, the boy? You. Yeah, he does. No, the, the dad literally, if you watch it, go back and watch yeah. it. The scene where the yeah. dad comes back and they all come through the door, he doesn't even touch Kevin. He, he, he sort of looks at him and sort of nods and then yeah. wanders off. It's like the stepchild that yeah. he absolutely hates. He's almost like, well, you've ruined our Christmas, you yeah. little shit. We have to come uh, back because of you. Yeah. So, but I do love those films and they were, yeah. um, they, they ruined a poor man's life. In <laughs> yeah. Macaulay Cut McCulkin looks like an absolute mess these days. Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, he was very cute as a child. <laughs> he was, but was he evil? Because was he evil? Ultimately, ultimately, he's putting it from a completely different perspective. Those guys are just like looking to steal a few, you know, valu- valuable items now. And flood the house, to be fair. They were going to do property damage as well. To be fair, but... They were the, be, wet the, bandits. the wet bandits. All the sticky yeah. bandits. There'd be insurance, but yeah. he, he was hell-bent on burning them, you know, putting nails through them, <laughs> yeah. smashing their heads with paint cans. Did you, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Did you know... I mean, that, you know, that's quite extreme. There's, there's two yeah. things in there. there are, I don't know if you... There's a fan film. Someone has actually someone made contact with uh, Macaulay Culkin and they did a fan film of uh, Kevin McAllister as an adult. It's on YouTube. It's worth checking out. And in it, he try he gets someone tries to mug him as he gets out of a taxi, and he takes this guy to <laughs> and it plays the Home Alone music. And as this guy comes round, you find he's strapped into a chair. <laughs> It's Macaulay Culkin playing the part. It's amazingly twisted because all of a sudden it moves from like Home Alone. I've seen this. I've seen this. Yeah, it moves from Home Alone into Saw territory, yeah, yeah. and uh, it's it's but it's very very funny. Um, but also, I remember recently in the last sort of like ten years, another film, uh, that, and it was it was parodied on YouTube again. You can find this. There was a film I saw recently that ends with a huge Home Alone kind of... Which I wasn't expecting. You're not expecting it, but it ends with a Home Alone homage. And that was James Bond in Skyfall. And in James Bond, when they go off to Skyfall, which you find is the Scottish place, and they can't defend themselves, all of a sudden they start using things to defend the home. And there is a scene scene of Judi Dench as M filling light bulbs with gunpowder that are going to go off when they step on loose floorboards and stuff. Someone, and I think it may even be Honest Trailers, has gone on and there's a bit where you can watch it and they play the Home Alone music <laughs> under those scenes and it works and marvellously. So Home Alone is, yeah, is one, both Home Alone 1 and 2 are both wonderful What about films. 2 though? Because that's a different setting. Really. It is a different setting. It's set he's, in not New York. His, he's not on his home turf. No, he's a New yeah. York New York style sequel. Yeah. Yes. And, um, and they're just out of prison and... It's a, I think they're... Well, the big they're, apple head. And Donald now. Trump... Donald Trump cameos. You didn't know it's this, did you? Well, I mentioned this to you the other day. Yeah. Yes, I didn't know that. I need to rewatch it to see it. But in also, the they're, they're, they're in the Big Apple Hotel. Yeah. No, it's not the Big Apple Hotel, no, is it? <laughs> Sorry, you were talking about this to make very The Plaza Hotel. The Plaza Hotel. In the Big Apple. Ding, ding, dong, Right, okay, we have to address this because we're like, okay, so Alex, please explain to my listeners why you just referred to the hotel in Home Alone 2 as the Big Apple Hotel. 
Because I thought the hotel itself was the Big Apple. I didn't realise New York was called Big Apple. <laughs> so there was a moment when someone says to Kevin McAllister, Welcome to the Big Apple. And I thought it was the hotel. And they thought they were refer- <laughs> she thought they were referring to the hotel. <laughs> yes. Childhood understanding of things. I don't know what that means. I need to be taken to New York to understand things a bit you better. You do. You do. In fact, do you know what? So, if there's anyone out there that would like to donate a trip to New York, yeah, uh, yeah, so we could take this. So on. Broaden my knowledge. Okay. I mean, we could reenact all of this. Yeah. We could Let's, actually get Donald you know Trump what? in the in Let's the Big Apple this. Hotel and. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Because um, there is more to talk about. So let's let's take it on then. Let's just answer the question then. We'll do it here. Let's do the verses right here, right now. I've had enough to drink. I'm I'm willing to do it now because it'll save us doing the things later. (laughs) Home Alone 1 versus Home Alone 2. Which is a better film? Home Alone 2. Home Alone 1 or Home Alone 2? Oh, you see, I... It's a mini version. Lost in New York. Yeah. Is that Home? First film. Home Alone 1. Technically, Home Alone is one. Yes. Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. He's not Home Alone, is he? He's sort of like, you know... He's not at home at all. It should just be called, yeah. you know, Lost in the City. Yeah. 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 See, for me, I think they both are... Sold into the sex industry. That's what would have really happened. Exactly. <laughs> See, I think they're both as good as each other. Because I think oh, what a cop-out! No, I really... You I really... Said, no, yeah, that's I'm not so right. to make a decision. We've got to make a decision. Okay, two. I've said mine. Two. 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 Because more happens in it. No. Um, but I think I think the first one is the first one's really good because it's a really nice setup in terms of the Chicago home, house, house yes. beautiful with homes. the lights, it's pretty, the yeah. town, um, and that's really I just been idealistic. But in New York, it's the same. We've got Hamlet. Is it Hamlet's? No, not Hamlet's. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it is basically Hamlet's, oh. but it's the uh, Duncan's toy, Duncan's toy, toy chest. chest. Yeah. You got that and the Plaza Hotel. Him staying in the hotel and stuff, and that's really nice. I guess I prefer the scene where it's uh, when the um, they enter into the house. I prefer mm. that in Home Alone. In first his home, home. Rather than the yeah. uncle's part. Yeah, because the uncle's part was quite dark and a bit yeah. scary. And then when he goes into He's the also absent, park, by the way, so, you know, doesn't say... Yeah, no relatives. Absent. The McAllisters no are never at home. No relatives are going to back Kevin That's a good at point. All. The McAllisters never stay home at Christmas. No. They always seem to go on shitty holidays. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But also the house is quite scary, and also Central Park is quite scary. And the woman with the... It's the, true, the actually. Woman. Woman. But, but she's nice, she's nice, but Aww. she's scary. She turns out to be, yeah. In she's real casualty, life, in she? real life... But let's... she's a casualty. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Say, yeah. In real life, she'd have scratched him and given him tetanus or something like that. Let's be yeah. She'd have given him TB, you know? Yeah. <laughs> no, she was nice, but she was scary to begin with. I think with all those pigeons, that scared me. Yeah. pigeons. Yeah. yeah. It's scary. It's got to be, for me, it's number yeah. one. I think is the... It? The William when? Factor is is John Candy. Oh, in the oh. bus on the way on the yeah. way back. Oh, yeah. The, yeah, the, the, pol- they, the polka the, band. The fact that he's in it, I okay. think, just tips it in the. Okay. okay, it's something similar for me. I actually, I'm going to throw in. That I actually think Home Alone Two is a better film. So I think Home Alone One is 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 a good self-contained little thing because it's defending your home turf as well. It's, it's, yeah. it's yeah. the one man defending your castle, and that's what he says in it, isn't it? Yes. Yes. And you have got this John Candy, but I do think two has got bigger scope, more the stakes are higher because he hasn't got a safe place. He actually gets run out into the city, and uh, I do think the uh, the the gadgets and booby traps at the end are better. Yeah. Yes. 
Um, I think it's a much I like, bigger beating. I like, I like the bricks off the head. The, yeah, the bricks off the beating. You know. When poor mom is getting in the face, <laughs> and he's like, "Is that all you've got?" He's like, "Harry." How many fingers am I holding? Yeah. Um, the thing for me that I also like about it is the wonderful Tim Curry. Uh, yes, yeah. I like As the him. hotel yeah, manager. Um, I like him. Because the, they do play, they, they play the same beats, yeah. and I, but I think some of the beats are played better. Yeah. So, for example, when the pizza guy brings the pizza and yeah. he plays the gangster mm. film, he I'm scares the pizza delivery boy away. Pizza, pizza. Yeah, but when he does it with these guys and they're trying to accuse him, <laughs> yeah. and he accuses them of watching him in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> See, again, again, doesn't that yeah. prove that Kevin... Is really the most evil force. In he's, right, Kevin McAllister is a is yeah is is some he's sort. A fraud, of, he's a fraud. Yeah. He steals credit he's cards. He's a genius. Oh, he's yeah. a criminal genius. <laughs> he manipulates the hotel staff. Yeah, he attacks two innocent men. Yeah. Who, you know, I think I like him as an adult. Him as an adult would be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to see What's him. What's he gone on to do? He works, yeah. for, he works for a security firm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but I think Home Two is, is a is a, a more well rounded film. In that it, it starts to sort of like you know it, it, it adds yes. an extra level of threat, yes. but also it, it it grows Kevin because not only he's not he's no longer doing it to save himself, yeah, he's actually doing it to save somebody else. Yes, everything he does is actually to save because they're going to rob Duncan's toy chest. Yeah. Oh yeah. So to be fair, he could be like screw this. I'm, like, yeah, he could be, I'm out. I'm going to go. I'm going to go to my uncle's apartment, sit in a cold room, and wait to be found. Yeah. But he doesn't. He in the in the first film, it's defensive. They are coming at him. Yeah. But actually, in the second one, which is actually more worrying, really, <laughs> he's actually on the offensive mm-hmm. because he wants to take down the burglars to protect. And again, Dr. I would Stoyches. say that he, he he bricks a window just to remind them. But with a message on telling him why he did it. Yeah. So he does it, and so I think, and also I. Yeah, I but that's also, only because he didn't have a petrol bomb that, yeah. that that night. I also think the reunion <laughs> at the end when his mum actually comes to find him. Yeah. Um, at the Christmas tree, the Christmas tree in, in New York is also better I think it's a much it's a stronger ending yeah. again the dad's not there so the da- exactly he, the dad is he's, he's prick <laughs> he's quite an absent arsehole um, <laughs> tell you what fathers she's a, she's, she's yeah. Yeah. fathers at Christmas yeah. 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 Bunch of, you we must are, do we are, we are, yeah. we are terrible we need to up our game it's taken till now so let's, let's go around the ta- let's go around the table then because there's four of us so it could go 50-50 but let's see so I'm voting Home Alone 2 Lou 1 Two. 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 Three to one. Three to one. Yeah. Home Alone 2. So this well, is this go. is a Godfather situation where the sequel is better. Yeah. We are saying right now, yes, here and now, that, 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 that Home Alone 2 is better. Better than the first. Take that to the Does bank. Does that mean the first is rubbish? <laughs> no, it doesn't. No, 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 no. no, no, no I no. would be half and half if you let me, so... Yeah. If you, you can't be 50-50 <laughs> on these things. My God. Moving. Okay. Moving. So... <laughs> There is there is one more film that I want to raise because there are lots of there's so many Christmas films yeah. we can talk about but there's yeah. one more film that we've sort of mentioned that there is a debate around as to whether or not it's a Christmas film or does it just happen at Christmas and that is it's a wonderful life yes it's a wonderful life makes me cry so hard like a baby at the end of that film I'll admit it like, I love that film um, why does it make you cry. Oh, because I'm a weepy bitch. <laughs> but then the film is so, it's such a happy ending. It's so good. And like everything about the end of that film, you know, he, he's 
he's learned his lesson. He's ex- that's the thing. It's about le- it's not learning. Yeah. It's about that redemptive story yeah. of accepting that the people are, when they all turn up to pay off that debt because yeah. he's, he's useless. Fucking uncle um, <laughs> has lost their eight grand. Um, you know, and they all come to put in the money to help him get out of that trouble. Yeah. Oh man, that's heartwarming. Now that that is like you know, and you learn about how he got to that point. And um, it, again, it's, it's it, it follows that. Uh, it's almost in the vein yeah. of um, Christmas Carol again. Yes. But it's a wonderful lot. Christmas film or not. Have you seen it, Lewis? Yes. You have? Okay. And have you seen the black and white version or the colour version? Black and white. white. Oh. Oh, wow. Uh, okay, we'll go as far as I've seen both. But we have a colourised version that is very, very, very Do good. You? It's Never wonderful. Seen it. And it's that's the only reason I'm I've not seen sure it. I'd like it though. It's a colour. Okay, it's a. It's I a, can't watch black and white. No, you. you <laughs> Alex watched. Alex watched. Uh, this is the story. So I made Alex watch Psycho. Yeah. And uh, you quite enjoyed it. You thought it was quite a good film. Yeah. The one thing you said was, "I wish it had been in colour." No, seriously. <laughs> I, love- I was like, there is a colour version. But it will not enter this house. <laughs> you know, I love colour though. I love colours. And I think when I watch a film, if it's in black and white, I really struggle to follow yeah. it. Yeah. There was I a colourised version I... done in the in the mid sort of like I think it was like 2006, 2007, maybe 2008. It was done it was quite done quite recently. Yeah. And they've done a really good job of it. Which one? Oh. It's a wonderful life. V- yeah. The version so we yeah. which was your favourite? I actually prefer the colour version. Do you? I do. I do really enjoy oh, the colour version. Really? It's worth watching, is the colour version. It's special, though, in black and white. Yeah, I wondered we, about we it. We need watch. to watch it to compare. Okay. I would watch it just to compare. But regardless of that, colour or none, I think the film itself, I, I would count it as a Christmas film, again, yeah. because I think it's a redemptive story of you see, learning a lesson. I, you see, I, I think it is, but I don't think you need Christmas to make it a redemptive Thing of learning a lesson. So it could have happened on like it July fourth. It could have happened any time. I think, I think yeah, it's a fair I think it's a good lesson in life. Mm. And I think um, I think I see it as a Christmas film simply because you and I always watch it at Christmas since we, Christmas since, since I discovered it. No, <laughs> <laughs> no. It's snowing and things. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think actually majority of the story through that film isn't set at Christmas. It's following the yeah, life throughout right. the year. And I just think that. Um, I do like to watch it at Christmas, but I don't think it is necessarily a Christmas film. Mm, question. Why is there such, or why do people feel the need to feel redemptive at Christmas? At Christmas. I agree. I, I, why is it specifically at yes. Christmas time? Okay. I'm with you. Provides was, that feeling you, I, of I, wanting I, to I, turn I, you know That's yeah. a really good question. Around. Yeah. That's a really, really good question. And it bothers me that Peter said for a thing at Christmas. What I would say... It's only Christmas. Yeah. Do you know what, no, do you know what I'm going to say? I'm going to say it's two things. I would say there are two things. I'm throwing them out there to see if whether you agree or not. I would say that the first thing is what we've talked about before is that I'm now thinking after this conversation that uh, it, a Christmas carol... Yeah. Is actually more of a foundation for Christmas, modern Christmas, than the story of Jesus' birth. Yeah. I would also say that there is a part of us that sees it as redemptive because it's the end of the year, about to go into a new one. Mm-hmm. So it's that. So you've got this idea of looking back. You know, and it's all the story is there for you to look yeah. back and look at the rest of the world and how you interact with things in a Christmas Carol. Mm-hmm. But more than that. Just from a, like a human nature point of view, you're about to go into a new year. You're about, you know, you are giving presents. It's about giving and taking. Well, is that an element? The fact of how commercial it gets does that make you think how commercial you are, and how little you're potentially giving outside of the whole. 
commercial Possibly. I mean, element of it. But it's more, I mean, the, the commercial element is, all in, you know, you won't get away from it. It's that no, no, no. given and taking. But I'm like saying, the, but, but how much you celebrating it, does that mm. then make you more reflective on, you know, the, no, whole, re- just, the I, whole redemptive part of... I think the know. redemptive part is actually probably more to, it's more to do with New Year. Because you could even tie it into like New Year's resolutions. Because mm-hmm. you get to Christmas and you go, oh, screw it, I'm going to eat loads, I'm going to drink loads, and da 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 da. But it's not the... about that. No, it's not. But you see that form of redemptive because it's that New Year. It's that, it's, that, it's that weird thing that humans have created. Because all it is is a piece of paper that says... It's a new year. And that's only for you. Obviously, other people have got, you know... Yeah, the Japanese new, new, new Year's a different time. Yeah. As far as we have... Psychological we've got On the Gregorian of... calendar, January 1st is a new year. So psychologically, we have always said that it's, you know... It, the start of the It's new. the start of the... Yeah, it's that awesome... It's like thing. shedding a skin, really, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. I think it's that thing where we say Christmas is that opportunity to be a good person because it's about being good. And you know what? I'm going to carry that, much like Scrooge says... I'm going to carry that forward all year round. And then you get to January 3rd and you're like, screw you, mate. <laughs> Out my way. But I think the other thing as well is December 21st or around December 21st is the shortest. That That's the, the you know, the, the longest night or the shortest day, whichever way you want to see it. And then from then, that point on, you're going into, you know, longer days and da 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 da. And again, it's that even going back to like ancient times, because that's what Christmas is really was based on. Was the solstice? Was yeah. the winter solstice? Was celebrating? Thank Christ, we said that we survived another one. Um, and it's that thing again of like going through. It's that cycle. Yeah, being redempt- thankful, being appreciative. Of, it's pretty, yeah. it's appreciative of the, what we've had before and going through it again. And I think so psychologically, I think redemption is always going to be a part of that yeah. and I just think it's an I think that has just weaned its way into Christmas and the Christmas films I think it's going to be always part of it yeah. even in Love Actually a big part of it is the uh, what's his name the guy who's the musician the singer oh, Bill Nighy yes. and the fact that he treats his assistant like crap throughout the entire film yeah. they get to Christmas mm-hmm. and he's like he actually realises, doesn't he? He's like, well, you, you're the one person who's always stood by my side. You're looking back, so going forwards, you're my true friend. Despite me treating you like shit for years and years and years, you're the one thing that stands by my side. But I have a question how many people actually go through that at Christmas. It's all portrayed in the movies. Well, exactly. I'm not saying it's real. It happens throughout life. You know, when you go, it happens throughout the year, sorry, not just throughout life. And it just seems strange that they make it all about Christmas in the movies. Yeah, and well, they are Christmas movies. I mean, I'm sure there's redemptive films. There's, a, there, I mean, there are redemptive films in other, that are set at the times. There's a lot of other films that sort yeah. of have that redemption cycle happens in a lot of it. Usually in action films, there's a lot yeah. of action films that seem to have that redemptive cycle. Um, in the '90s, I mean, like you know, a, a good example is The Last Boy Scout with Bruce Willis. Where, you know, it's the redemptive again, the bloody absent father. But <laughs> it, it happens a lot. Is that, that okay. the, the redemption is a great seller for films because you get to forgive. Well, that's it. What Everyone you've done relates in the past. to it, which is probably kind of the hardest, the hardest thing. Yeah, isn't it? it's the hardest thing to. And that's why you like them. That's why you like those films because I think at this time of year you're supposed to feel good, and it's all yeah. about being good and the you bit you know that, that the spirit of Christmas. So all those films are about forgiveness and redemption and about because you know, most and of second the year, chances. Yeah. You're not good. 
Yeah. Even if we live in denial, oh, I, I, yeah, so we I, think I, we're being good. We all know we're right. not. So Christmas is a time for us to feel a bit yeah. better about ourselves. That's right. From January and I'll 1st, donate this to this person. I'll give this gift. Yeah. Or well, one day to charity. I'll give or I'm going to do this. But then actually, the rest of the year, our Christmas will come around next year. And I can feel better about myself. I guarantee you. Are you talking it? about it's people in society? In general, yeah, yeah. Yes, in general. Obviously, not, no, I don't think everybody no, does that. But I, I, but I bet you... Right, You're I, not I, like it. I bet <laughs> no, you. I'm not saying that. Oh, I'm <laughs> vile. January, January 1st through to December 1st, I, I would kick a puppy down the street like a football. <laughs> Come December 1st, I'll carry it. <laughs> but no, I bet you if you You're were to okay, look... It's December the that's right. It's right now. It's today's December the 1st. Yeah. Those puppies are safe. <laughs> but no, I'm telling you, I bet you if you were to look at charity donations... Yeah. In fact, Ellen, you could probably attest to this. Yeah. But I bet if you were to look at charity donations year see, round, you will see a spike I just for the start of December. Well, I'm and then it will, t- it will trail off again. In, I'm, in... I'm different because throughout the year I have more money than I do in December because of the amount of money. Yeah, oh yeah, but, I, but it's yeah. the feeling. And yeah. I think part of it is... But that doesn't make me feel better about Christmas. Does it make you feel better at Christmas? That's not really the point of this podcast. Okay. We were talking about Christmas films. <laughs> Christmas films make you feel... Christmas yeah, films and presents back, make you feel better about Christmas. <laughs> back on point and uh, on that note, what about the Grinch? Christmas. Now, are you talking the Grinch... Jim Carrey. As in yeah. Jim, Jim Carrey. The Jim Carrey the or the 1960s animated The Grinch? Jim Carrey. Oh, the Grinch. Well, both. both. But let's start with the, the Jim Carrey because that's the sort of, if you like, the anti-Christmas... Movie. It is, but his heart grows ten times or whatever it is. I haven't, well, read, yeah. I, I haven't read the book in many, many years. I haven't seen the film in many, many years, actually. Um, he really he really likes Christmas. That feeds into the whole redemption story. Exactly, this is, this is why it's... Because he tries to have Christmas and the little girl... What's mm. her name? Lucy... Mm. Whatever, Lucy who or something. Yeah, yeah, Dr. Seuss. Yeah. yeah. Um, again, teaches him again the meaning of Christmas and his heart grows, you know bigger and all that kind of stuff and he, he the film's good actually I think the, you know it's one of those films that I watch and again I think the makeup's fantastic I think the, the design is really really good it's quite a f- I haven't seen it in years I think Ellie would quite like it even actually yeah she I probably she would um, it's on that sort of Caroline sort of it is it's slightly just, creepy but sort yeah. of you know it's a very st- stylized styled yeah. um, Christmas film yeah um, but again it's that it's that thing of Christmas gives you a second chance. Yeah, I think I think Charles Dickens has got an awful lot yes. to um, answer for. That. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I quite like it. I actually haven't seen it for years, but it's probably the original. Have you seen the original? Uh, again, many. I watched it as a child. Yeah. Animation. I think it was on. I think it was on. Um, which is in Home Alone, by the way. Which it is Home Alone too. Yeah, they do a parallel between Tim Curry's grin and the Grinch grin. I love that moment. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, all those original because I mean Ellie last year got a little bit obsessed with uh, Frosty the Snowman, mm-hmm. uh, and I, ha- I hadn't seen that before, and that was quite entertaining to watch. Yeah. And on the Amazon Prime, there's a compilation of it's just called Christmas cartoons. If you've got Amazon Prime, it's worth watching because it's all these like 1930s, like really early 30s and 40s cartoons, Christmas cartoons. Yeah. And uh, they're wonderful. The audio on them's a little bit shaky, a little <laughs> bit muffled, but the animation is so much fun. It's so f- yeah. it's, they're so good, um, and I'm really glad that she's enjoying them. Oh, um, 
But we're coming to an end. I think we're sort of wandering off into different things now because we ended up talking about like TV specials and yeah. everything else. We're going yeah. that and that. So we're going to run around the table now. And I'm, Lou, I'm going to start with you. Okay. I'm going to put the pressure on. <laughs> this Christmas, if yeah. you are only allowed to watch five Christmas films, yeah. what five Christmas films are you... What five films are you watching that define your Christmas? Okay. Uh, well, as I'm the only one to back home and own one... Okay, all right. Uh, standing by your guns. stand by that and go with that as number one. Number uh, one, yeah. I think Bill Murray Scrooged of yeah, all yeah. the different versions of... Uh, a Christmas Tale, basically, yeah, yeah. is my number two. Um, I throw in Jingle All the Way, number three, just to, just to uh, give it a bit of cheese. Um, we haven't mentioned this one, but In Bruges. In Bruges is a great film. Which is, again, it's a Christmassy... It's a very dark film. Dark film. It's dark some film. dark moments. It's, it's a good year. It's winter. So I throw that in there, and... I'm gonna say Die Hard as my yes. best oh. Yeah, Die so there, Hard. There we go. There's my five. If it, the only thing that would make Die Hard better is if at the end of it, John McClane was wearing a Santa hat <laughs> when, when he when he won when he shot he shoots John uh, Hans Gruber at the film. Now, in fact, that film has like, yeah, the bit when he comes down, he's got the um, he opens the lift. Mm. And it says, uh, now I have a machine gun. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> <laughs> you can now buy jumpers with that on. <laughs> that is quality. Yeah, awesome. Love that yeah. film so much. Yeah. Alan Rickman. Alan, one, of the, one of Alan Rickman's earliest roles. Yeah. And uh, I'd say one of his best. Yeah. yeah. Looking, started, started strong. Looking quite dapper in, uh, in that film. Yeah. Ellie? Eleanor, what have you got? So, I am going for Home Alone 2... As I'm not allowed one and two together as combined. You yet to make a choice. Two. It's like Sophie's choice. <laughs> Polo Express. Mm-hmm. Elf. Snowman. And I'm going to go with Gremlins. Good. Good five films. Mm-hmm. Very festive. Yeah. Okay then, Alex, what are your five films? So, four oh, films. I say, we've been, we've, we've, some people have written lists, and <laughs> Alex and I have also written ours. All over the list, Alex has drawn incredibly Christmassy things with Christmas trees, snowmen. <laughs> there's, a, there's also stocking there. There's st- <laughs> very festive, Thank wonderful. You. Thank you. Thank you. Very Carol, much. Sorry. So I've got four Christmases. Mm-hmm. Home Alone two. <laughs> um, Santa Claus, the Tim Allen one. Yeah, the Santa Claus. Yeah. Um, the holiday. Mm-hmm. And Mrs. Miracle. Oh, I think, yeah, they were uh, my five, yeah. I do hope that James Vanderbeek's listening to this and he appreciates <laughs> it. I know, yeah. It's, not it's, for it's still him. that one person. I know it's not for him, but let's be honest, she's dead, so. <laughs> she is yeah. dead. The, 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 the mom, yeah, Mrs. Miracle. Is she? Yeah, 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 no, it's, not, it's not her that I watched. Okay. It's the other one. The one well, whoever's in the cast, they made that film. Well <laughs> okay. done to them. Okay. That you like it. I'm, I'm glad it's in there. So mine are. I'm, I'm putting it in that it's a wonderful life. Yeah. Because it is. It does make me feel incredibly good. Like the Grinch, it makes my heart grow in size. Yeah. Uh, Arthur Christmas. Yeah. Uh, Muppets Christmas Carol. Yeah. Because I, I could break into song right now. Uh, Scrooged. Yeah. And much like yourself, Lou, I'm going to end with Die Hard. Yeah. Because nothing says Christmas to me like Bruce Fighting Willis terrorists. in a dirty vest. <laughs> <laughs>
there if we go. I could run around in you know with no shoes and socks on <laughs> and just a dirty oh, in yeah. fact if, in fact that's pretty much what I do wear Christmas day it's, it's, it's just a pair of trousers and a dirty vest I'm so lucky you, you are I'm like the Rab C. Nesbit of Christmas <laughs> Okay, so we've had that. That's, that's 20, 20 choices. Well, there's multiples there, but there's lots of films there. We've talked about so many Christmas films. And uh, listeners, if you've got Christmas films that you want to let me know that you love, or we've missed off, or we haven't talked about, because there's so many that you think we should have talked about, let me know. If you want to get in contact, I'm at 20th Century Geek on Twitter or 20th Century Geek on gmail.com. Uh, I'm also on 20th Century Geek on Facebook, on Instagram, on Tumblr. So many platforms. I can be found on the socials anywhere. I'm a complete whore for social networking. <laughs> um, you guys, anything last you want to say before we, before we wrap up? Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Yeah. Such conviction in that. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> As you can tell, it's getting late. For free. Oh, oh happy holidays, as our daughter would say. Uh, daughter, English daughter, when I said, should we put a Christmas tree up for Christmas? She said... It'll be nice to have a Christmas tree for the holidays, Mummy. <laughs> Our Americanised daughter. But just for but just for Dumpy Trumpy, President of the United States, we shall indeed say Christmas. So Merry Christmas to you all and have a wonderful new year. Uh, I hope to hear to you and I will have more podcasts in 2018 covering all kinds of things. Uh, so thank you to all. Lou, Eleanor, wifey Alex. Thank you very much for being part of 20th Century Geek and uh, we shall catch up again soon.